Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's June 10th, 2020, and this is episode 28. Uh, Allie, you've been a warm, kind of a warm stretch here over the weekend, the first part of the week, a bunch of rain here uh, yesterday overnight. Um, things changed a lot. I was, um, yeah, I didn't get out to the field much on Friday. I had some office work to catch up on, and uh, man, by the time I got back out there first of the week, um, things progressed pretty nice across the area, and GDUs are starting to pile up. Yeah, GDU-wise, we're sitting at about 545, so that's about 75 above the average, and I'm calculating these from that April 20th planting date. That would easily put us V6 plus on the, on the corn staging side of things, and it's interesting you talk about how drastically things have changed. I was kind of joking last week. I mean, this is aggressive, but it felt like that corn was putting on about a collar a day. I mean, it certainly wasn't, but it does take about 84 GDUs between leaf stages as we get to this point in the, in the game. So things really are moving along quite rapidly, which I think just leads us to the point we, we sit. We've been moving fast and furious on some of these corn post applications. So you are just gonna gonna want to make sure you keep track of that corn growth staging with this really rapid pace that we're on right now. Just keeping top of mind some of those those max either stage or height restrictions for some of these post herbicide applications. Any specific call call outs on some of those products, Josh, to keep keep a watch on? Yeah, there's pretty commonly um, when we're spraying post emerge corn, there's um, a lot of times we're using some acetochlor containing products for that residual grass control. 11 inch corn is the cutoff for that. There's a lot of corn alley that's um, probably above that now. And commonly that V6 stage is where there's some other um, post emerge, you know, combination products that are going to be going to be kind of in that window that we need to be wrapped up. And I think for the most part, we did get um, a good I think majority of the corn post spring is done. There's still a little bit out there to do, but I do feel like we, we got over the hump on that. Had some tough weather, got some wind there we fought, and I kind of thought we were going to have an easy window there, but, you know, Mother Nature always gets in the way there a little bit. And uh, you mentioned now GDU-wise it should be at V6, and um, that puts the growing point above ground. So that's always a big, big time of the year, and uh, nodal root system is really starting to develop and uh, take a hold, which is always um, kind of a big change in the plant, and it, you know, really starts to progress nicely. And um, so just a few things there, kind of where it's at. Um, Allie, you know, the big news here, um, you know, a lot of our growers in the soybean world, um, kind of the, the court ruling on the dicamba situation, um, Runner 32 extends soybeans. Um, a lot of chatter on that, a lot of confusion, Allie. I think the first thing was uh, kind of the first 72 hours of not really knowing how to respond to that. Um, but I do think it's probably worthwhile to touch base kind of where we're at and uh, what that's going to look like here moving forward for this particular uh, post-emerge soybean spraying season. Well, like you said, there's been a lot of gray area around this since we came out of last week. Um, you know, from our end of things, if we look at information we're able to provide, um, the EPA did finally issue some of those statements, just providing a little bit more clarity for actually implementing some of these registrations through the rest of this year. So, you know, from my perspective of things, I'm going to start with maybe some of that information uh, from the EPA in terms of their guidance. And then after you start there, do want to make sure that you're focusing a little bit more specifically on what your specific state um, has in terms of product use on those particular products, because that is going to vary from state to state. So um, that's probably a little more high level direction of everything I just said too, but anything you want to add there, Josh? No, I think you, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there and, and we're not maybe going to go through every specific because we don't want to misspeak or, or put the wrong information out there, but um yeah, definitely just refer to that, that, that EPA order directly. And then from there, 
kind of to your, you know, the Minnesota Department of Ag site, I think had a pretty good release locally of, of how we're going to move forward on this. And, uh, you know, there's definitely some options, some opportunity to move forward and, and, and utilize some of this, but um, we're just going to make sure we follow those rules. Uh, number one of, of kind of how they want to handle this season. And then on the second side, you know, just make sure we, we stay on label with all those applications, but it is a bit of a confusing time. Um, but uh, don't be shy to reach out to your local Pioneer sales rep too. They've got a lot of information we've been emailing out and, and sending them, but uh, don't be shy to lean on some people in the industry to get some guidance because it's, it's been, it was confusing for us the first, um, you know, 72 hours of that as well. And, uh, you know, we'll have to work through this. And then from that standpoint, um, you know, start looking at the future and see what, you know, see if it gets re-registered in, in December or, or how we move forward. But, um, you know, other technologies out there, Allie, that we can lean on and, and, um, but yeah, kind of a, definitely a curveball to have something like this come unexpected in the middle of the, kind of just entering the soybean spray season to, um, you know, as we wrapped up corn and we usually jump right into beans and, and Allie, when we look about soybean post weed control, I, I'd say, um, you know, looking at where stage is at and weeds are at, I think our, our post merge application window, I think it's open and, uh, it's about time to get going. Yeah, it is about time to get going. And I did just want to backtrack just a second, just because, you know, obviously this information did come a little bit more out of left field and it is a fluid situation, but, and you mentioned this too, as you have questions, I mean, don't hesitate to reach out to some of us. We can start to talk through what some of those technology options might look like across your specific operation uh, for the future. So plenty of things to take a peek at yet this summer to fully understand all those different technologies. So um, even though it did come at an odd time, at least we're still at a position here to really um, understand some of these enlist varieties specifically as we move forward this year and excited to continue to, to keep a watch on those. But as we come out of um, this segment into segment two, Josh, we're going to talk a little bit more about sulfur paired with some of these in-season nitrogen applications. 